Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the Influential You podcast. I'm Josh D'Amigo, program faculty member for Influential You and your co-host for this weekly podcast. At Influential You, we teach you how to take charge of your career and amplify your professional influence. Since 2009, we've helped thousands of business owners, executives, and entrepreneurs become more influential, more rewarded, and more you. Today, we welcome Olga Kipnis to the Influential You podcast. Olga's been a guest on our podcast before, but she's recently made moves to fulfill her aims for career and activity or work. She is currently the Assistant Dean for Organizational Excellence at Washington University School of Medicine in St. Louis and is on the journey to becoming a certified coach with the Coactive Training Institute and the International Coaching Federation. Olga helps those in higher education and believes that workers in this field may live the life they want while devotedly serving their institutions. She engages with individuals and teams as a coach, mentor, facilitator, advisor, and servant leader to help them overcome challenges and achieve their goals while assisting them in finding increased purpose and more joy and fulfillment in their lives. She lives in St. Louis, Missouri with her husband and children, and thank you for welcoming with me Olga Kipnis to the Influential You podcast. Olga, it is so good to have you on. I know that you know that you're one of my like study buddies, and we always get to talk, and now everybody gets to see us play together. Can you, in your own words, tell me a little bit more about what your offer is in the marketplace and to Washington U? Lovely to be here, Josh. Thank you for the invitation. And my offer is uh, primarily right now with the Washington University in St. Louis School of Medicine. I work with leaders, team members on helping them achieve their aims. I bring specialized knowledge in areas of process improvement, project management, managing change, and um, recently I expanded my role also into life coaching, and that's what I love doing a lot to help them in their personal environment as well as professional. Oh, I, I love that because it's so perfect for you. You're, you're one of those people that I look to as um, uh, an encouragement, always kind of in a, in a positive-ish you know, attitude, and I use you that way, so I'm glad that you're being used by others in that way as well. Now. I was going over the show notes and I've got some fun things I'm going to ask you, but I want to start with this. Tell me a little bit about what life was like before you started studying with us at Influential U. What life was like before. Hmm. So it's taking me about eight years ago and earlier. I remember realizing that I never exercised in my life and I was... Um, there was a huge desire for me to grow. I would constantly try to find help in self-help sections in the library. And probably a lot waiting on things to happen to me, mm. for me. And, you know, I'll just go for it. I just had this image in my um, mind. I'll give you the analogy. More than 25 years ago, I'll tell you a story, invite you to a story, okay? More than 25 years ago, did I actually say it? Yes, I did. Um, I was working for a company 
we were offering sales and product introduction services to other companies. And we would go to large stores and we would represent a vendor. Sometimes it was cosmetics, sometimes it was clothing. Most of the time it was a food product. And most of the time I would be uh, representing a frozen product. My shift would be four hours. I would prepare, wear long sleeves. I think we had a uniform there. And I would stand by this freezer or refrigerator, introducing people to a new ice cream or new frozen vegetables or fruits or something. And I loved what I did and I increased sales and it was all fantastic. What I'm bringing to the story right now is that as I would leave this place, I felt like I'm a big block of ice. I was so cold. Mm. And I would get out of this store and it was hot outside. It was primarily during summer. But then I would feel this, like my body is being defrosted almost. <laughs> the reason I bring this analogy right now is I think before studying with influential influential you, <laughs> influence ecology as it was before, I think I had many good ingredients in me, yet it felt like I was frozen. Mm. And once I was introduced to the study and the environment, it's almost like parts of me started being defrosted, like I would be walking and start feeling my fingers, feeling my body. That's the transition as I felt it. So that's kind of what life was like before, frozen with good ingredients. That's such, I, I love that for so many reasons because as you already know, we are not for everybody, but we are for ambitious business professionals and some have to prove a little bit of fitness before they come and join us. And you had definitely proven that fitness. And I love the story about you finding out about us because you almost didn't. So can you tell me <laughs> the story about you almost missing co-founder Kirkland Tibbles coming and giving a, a speech at uh, University of Virginia? Correct. I think nine years ago, imagine me sitting in my office and I remember it being dark at night and I don't think it was during December or January, trying to preparing for a milestone at work, a lot of things to do. And I felt committed to doing really good. And I was good in many ways in what I did. Sitting there and then looking at my upcoming day, seeing three hours blocked for an invitation to the workshop. Kirkland Tibbles was going to come to the University of Virginia at a time. And I felt completely overwhelmed and that I just cannot make the time for that. One of the first people who I met that made a great impact on me with the influential you. Uh, three people, Jen Oliver, Cindy Smith, and Marnie Power later. I gave a call to Cindy that evening. I'm sitting there. Hey, Cindy, listen, I, I, I appreciate the invitation. Listen, I cannot do it. I cannot come tomorrow. There's a quiet on the other end, and then she says, that's why you need to come. I said, what? Olga, that's why you need to come. And then we went back and forth between, no, I really cannot. And all the excuses in the world, you don't understand. And, and the ocean of tons of things 
why really I cannot, truly believing I cannot. And she kept just saying, that's why you need to come. There was something in this trust and relationship that we had and the way she said it that I decided, okay, I'm, I'm going to come. <laughs> and then you made and it to this the... Is one of the and this is, was one of the days in my life that I think I will always remember because they were uh, really important. I listened to Kirkland and then Marnie, I remember saying, well, Olga, just prepare to list to, to study for nine months, six months for fundamentals of transactions and three months for priority and practice. And in addition to that, there was something that Kirkland did and he said, do you want to study together? And I thought, how amazing it is to hear from the person who I learned to respect so much as I reflected later, an amazing individual would say study together. Mm. It just stayed with me for nine years now. And again, it was um, the gift that I joined and was introduced to amazing things. I love that story so much for so many reasons. And it's, there's so many people that tell us this on a, on a regular pace. It, it really fascinates me too, because there's so many people that have these kind of excuses why they can't come, but you showed up. Now I'm going to speed it up just a little bit. You then have that moment. There's that inductive kick and you're choosing between our program and another. What was the reason you decided to go with our program over the other and Tell, tell me a little bit about what that moment was when you're like, that's it, take my money. I think after that moment, there was no other, Josh. I just, yeah, I was sold after that story. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so it was something about the way that you were invited to come and study with us with a group of ambitious business professionals. And you said, I need to be a part of that group is what it sounds like. Yes. <laughs> Great. And now yes. you jump into the fundamentals of transaction program. And at this point, you've actually now in, 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 in real time, you've actually completed all of our curriculum, the, the mechanics Correct. and practice, mechanics and practice too. But at the time you were taking the fundamentals of transaction program, what were some of the things that you learned while you were studying with us at Influential You for the fundamentals of transactions? Many things. If I were to just name a few, I think the biggest for me that changed so many essential relationships in my life was to learn about personalities. Mm. As naive as it may sound to many, during the conflict or during challenges prior to studying the philosophy, I thought that things were clear and people should behave the way I think I would behave. And as it is, um, many dear relationships in my life, they are with family and they have different personalities than mine. And I probably could have lost many important relationships in my life if I had not realized, as I started realizing through fundamentals of transaction, how naive I, I was thinking that, realizing some of the amazing assets and wonderful liabilities that different personalities have and that is not the way I think. And just knowing that helped me establish new expectations and changed 
trajectory of many relationships that were critical for me. That was probably the biggest. And the second also, as we categorize personalities, it also opened up for me that every human being, and I always cared about individuals, but every human being has its own, their own aims. Mm. And they are very different. And I should not assume that I know them also based on guessing what their personality is. And I found a way to show that I care. And that would be through the aims of others. Mm. Mm. Helping them to achieve their... I know the aims of others. If I dare to inquire and give my heart and attention to this, this is my way to show that I care. Mm. Now, now you you uh, identify as a, per a performer personality, is that correct? If I had to choose one, that would be performer, yes. I, kind of performer, on the performer producer. Performer producer. So for those of you listening at Gnome that don't know anything, we have a superpower quiz that you can literally take, and I'll see if we can get that in the chat, but we have a superpower quiz that you can take, and it will be in the show notes if you're listening. And that superpower quiz will allow you to get closer to your transactional personality or the way that you exchange with other human beings. We have inventors, subjectivists, kind of idea-driven. You've got the opposite, producers, who are more objective and they're more task-driven, if you will, getting things done. Then you have kind of the, the area where Olga and I sit in that performer area, where constructive, narrative, and then the opposite side, which is that deconstructive skeptic that we call the judge. And when you start to realize that people exchange in those four different ways, you really don't need anything like hieroglyphics or a soothsayer or anything because it becomes really easy just to start exchanging with others. So you learn this principle, Olga, and then I know that a lot of performers say that once they start to learn those principles, they become even better with people. Is that Was that your experience? Definitely, yes. Because I also knew what to do with my care, right? And that would be one of the starting points would be through people's aims and what's important to them based on them as individuals and based on them as different personalities. Absolutely. Hmm. Now, I'm. <laughs> you can answer this if you'd like. Is there a personality that drives you absolutely nuts? Is there one that like makes you go a little bit nuttier than the other, th other three? Mm, no personality that is starting with influential you. Okay, I accept that. <laughs> I'll tell you, for me, it's inventors. Holy smokes, being told what to do sometimes can, can drive me nuts. Now, if you're just joining us, I'm here with Olga Kipnis of Washington University, and she's wonderful. You have to find her on LinkedIn, a great writer absolutely wonderful articles on her LinkedIn. Now, you started to study with us and you, you told me that the personalities were a really big thing, but you also started to find some aims. And I know that over the last eight or nine years that you studied with us, things have changed for you. You've now moved from the University of Virginia to Washington U, you're now writing more, and you're now on your way to be certified as a coach, a professional coach. Can you tell me a little bit about that move when you realized, hey, this is really where I wanna go and how you got to that place where that was where you knew you wanted. Yeah, that's a great um, invitation to reflect, Josh. So I think the last year or so, and if you heard my story before, and I mentioned that I was working 25 years ago, you can imagine that I'm not 25, not 35, and actually not 45. 
will not go further. But um, I think this is the first time in my life that I actually know who I want to be. And that is thanks to many things that happened uh, for me in life. I do believe that I wouldn't be able to attribute this to any one thing or one element or one environment or one person. However, what helped me as it relates to studying with Influential You is as much as it's not fun for me, but going through 13 steps, because when I was seeking who I want to be and what I want to do, and in fact, two years ago, some challenging things happened for me in life. And I was thinking, well, what, what, how do I want my life to look like and what do I want to do? I actually thought that maybe I want to pursue PhD. Mm. And I started doing 13 steps on PhD. And through that exercise, I realized that that's actually not that and something else is. And the other thing that ha- happened with me is I developed practice to focus on my aim and see what would it take to achieve it. What resources do I need? What habits do I need to put in place? Why that thing is important to me as opposed to what would be easier to achieve because I did that in the past, what was more nearly available, as you know. And through this exercise, doing 13 steps on this PhD and reflecting on this again and again and again, I realized, and I'm very complete with this right now, with this decision, it's not PhD, it's actually coaching. Mm. I may still do PhD, who knows, in the future, yet I feel more fulfilled and complete with this more than ever. And a lot of that I attribute to the study of accurate thinking, focusing on the aims, and reflecting on what's important. Mm. Mm. Now, I I love all that you said, and and I know uh, it would be fun to have two Dr. Kipnesses in the Kipnis household, uh, and I'm sure that your kids will follow suit as well. So we might have a, a bunch, but I think what's so fun about you is kind of how your mind works. Um, you, I find you to be very thoughtful, and I, I find you to be very um, with me in, in many in many situations. And is that something that you learn to do better when you learn the different personalities? Is that something that just naturally comes to you? Uh, tell me a little bit about that, and when you learned more about those personalities. You related to people more? Did you listen more? What what major things changed for you that allowed you to become even better with other people? What allowed me to be better with other people? Thinking about what's important to them, how I can service them. I do believe that, you know, if, have you ever flown during the night where you could see the lights of the country underneath. I have, it's beautiful. Every exchange or engagement with the person I have, I think I have this inner image that's just coming to mind right now, is that everyone can spark like this light. You know, sometimes you go and you see all the lights and sometimes it's dark. And I always wonder what happens. Is it no houses there? Or is it just, you know, what what is it? Mm. And... As a coach, as a life coach, as someone who cares, and I have heard people say that uh, I do have a lot of energy for everyone. Mm -hmm. 
um, it helped me to, yes, if I know their aims, and if I also recognize that whatever is happening, maybe willpower is depleted, so it may be just situational, right? Or um, what may be their personality that is impacted, then I can know how I can help. Am I addressing your question or did yeah, you? Yeah, I love to? that. That's really good because that's going to lead to the next question that I have for you. Because life fundamentally changes when you start to be better at transacting or exchanging with others. So I would love to hear maybe some of what life is like now, because you, you mentioned a, a little bit ago that it was that, you know, you, for the first time, you know what you want to be. And my grandfather has always said, well, if I ever grow up, I'm going to do, you know, and it feels like you kind of have grown up and you know, hey, this is what I'm doing now. This is who I am. Tell me a little bit about what, what life is like now after completing all the study with us and moving in the way that you are. There is a lot of satisfaction in many areas in life. I have been exercising every day for the last, I don't know, six years, almost no matter what. <laughs> I have been productive during the day. I have my ups and downs, but generally speaking, I have been able to study, read, do things outside of just my job and being present with my family. I have been able to create spaces of time and build relationships where it thought I thought it, I would not be able to do that because of commitments that I have to my job or to the family. And thanks to the study and thanks to other things, just really grateful for everything that is happening in life, I guess, challenges or celebrations. And a lot of that is thanks to my amazing study partners that I have had over these years. It's just, you know, most recent ones was Tony, Mark, and Jeff, Cesar, Simon, and you may know this guy, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> and I had the pleasure to engage with Michelle and Kira. And not many will remember. I think Sharon was there and Barry mm -hmm. and Sarah and Trisha and just... Jeff Miller, many amazing people that um, were helping me continue to be rigorous with myself and build an environment for success. Well, it, that sounds like a wonderful world and a lot of names. So I, I'm sure that there are even more that we could list, but and there are even have a short amount of time. <laughs> I'll ask this one because... Um, Olga, you, you mentioned earlier the 13 steps. And one of the things that you know a lot of us are really thinking about and considering is, are we moving as adults or ambitious adults? And when you talk about the 13 steps, uh, for those of you that aren't familiar, it's the spine or the backbone of what we teach in the fundamentals of transaction and, and all we do. And those 13 steps are action words that allow us to take moves, do things, versus just sitting back and letting the environment happen to us. Anything to say about kind of the action steps that you can take now and how it's affected kind of the moves that you've made over the last few years? The actions that I can take now from the uh, from 13 steps. Well, the um, ambitious adult, it's those that know their aims and build environment 
of deliberate practice and consequential environment to achieve these aims. And I think if I were to choose any one element of this, that would be that, mm -hmm. is that when I face a challenging time to achieve something, I generally am speaking, I'm pausing and thinking, is that thing still important to me? And if that is, I will keep reinventing and thinking, what might I do? What knowledge do I need to have in place? What is that kind of general knowledge or specialized knowledge? What are the resources that I may need to make that thing still happen? Uh, or I may say, well, maybe that's not important, but it's not going to be important. It, I will not give up on achieving that because it was hard to achieve. It will only mm -hmm. happen today, I think, with my practice because I may choose not to because other reasons that maybe it became not important anymore. It's really good, Olga. Um, well, at, at the end of all of our podcasts, we love to have a soapbox moment, a moment where you would stand up on a street corner, grab a megaphone and tell us all something that we need to know. Well, if you had to pick a soapbox moment, what would you say? I think the best life is achievable if the individual can define what that best is and if they build environment for them, physical, social, to support them. And what I also love to say is to have someone cheer for you. I love cheering for others. And my invitation is that everyone also cheers for themselves through taking care of their body, mind, and life energy. Let's remember there is one Let's treat this as one scarce, amazing, incredible cheer for ourselves so we can also cheer for others. Mm. Oh. It's just it's just perfect. And that what a what a perfect ding. It just sounds like an angel just came down and said that's exactly how that's supposed to go. So <laughs> Olga, uh, on behalf of the rest of our study group, we're so glad you're on this call. Secondly, thank you so much for being such a supportive uh, friend for me and all of the, the growth that has happened in the Mechanics and Practice 2 program. You are someone that I know I wouldn't have been able to meet outside of Influential You, and I'm so glad you're a part of my life, and thank you for being a part of our podcast today. Thank you so much, Josh. You are a gift to, to know you. Amazing. And I'm wishing everyone who is listening to this uh, best in their life. And if you have not joined Influential You yet, please consider that's transformational for many people. Well, you heard Olga. Olga, don't, don't go anywhere. I want to talk to you after the podcast, but thank you so much for being our guest. I'm going to talk about a few takeaways that I learned this morning uh, with Olga or this afternoon, wherever you are. Olga is one of those people that, I mean, she's so incredibly smart. You can see her mind working. And if you're listening to the podcast, <laughs> you'll find out very quickly, Olga can probably speak more languages than I know uh, exist. And what I love about her is she humbles herself on a regular basis to be in the space with me. She's constantly thinking accurately about what she wants to say. And she moves in a way that allows for a lot of people to really get the most out of a conversation with her. Some of that she learned through her natural abilities. Some of that she studied. And the fact that someone's willing to put that much study into anything is impressive for me because we're not really taught in classes how to move this way. Nobody ever really sits down with us and tells us how to cooperate with humans outside of maybe building blocks when we're four. 
Olga also really hits on the, the different personalities she talked about and how the different personalities operate and what the most effective way is to speak with these different personalities. And I love this story because there's so many times that we'll have a workshop, we'll have a, uh, some sort of presentation and people have an excuse as to why they can't make it. Get yourself in the room. If you're not even in the field or on the field to play the game, you can't win. So I invite each and every one of you, if there is an event that we have at Influential You, be like Olga, make those excuses, but make sure you have friends that are going to tell you those excuses are terrible and that you need to come. Finally, the idea of the 13 steps. I've watched Olga over the last few years really design how she wants to move. And it's really difficult because a lot of people don't consider their aims. And if you don't know what your aims are, you'll never know if you hit them. Olga is a great example of someone who took the time and really did the thinking and then surrounded herself with ambitious professionals to be able to go out there, understand exactly what she's aiming for, and then continue to transact to achieve those aims. That's what I learned from Olga Kipnis today. And I hope you learned something as well. You can connect with her. There will be links there in the podcast so that you can see all of her work. And thank you so much for watching. Now, I'm going to go ahead and move to complete today. And I thank you all so much for listening to us today on the Influential You podcast. If you'd like to know more about us, go to influentiallyyou.global and explore our courses, consulting, and conferences. We offer a four-year curriculum for those seeking an advanced experience. However, if you're new to Influential You, we recommend you start with Thrive. It's our self-guided training. Thrive is a self-guided program that lets you learn at your own pace. Thrive members enjoy weekly live e-coaching sessions and an ever-expanding library of exclusive video lessons with our faculty, thought leaders, and industry experts. You'll get proven proprietary tools to accurately assess your career and develop a realistic strategy to achieve your aims faster. Your membership also includes chat access to faculty, plus discounts to our transformative conferences. And you'll definitely meet Olga at those conferences. Sign up today and use promo code 20OFF, that's 20OFF, for a 20% discount on the monthly subscription. Once again, the coupon code is 20OFF. Next week, we interview Ashley Pope. Ashley is the Membership Development Manager for the Ventura Chamber of Commerce and President of the Autism Society of Ventura County. We hope you'll join us. Thank you so much for being with us today. Each week we stream this podcast live at 2 p.m. Pacific on our website, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube so you can easily share this podcast with others. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or any place that you get quality podcasts. Check our show notes for links to connect with Olga Kipnis today, plus links to websites, books, or special downloads that we may have talked about on today's episode. This podcast is made possible by the Influential You staff, faculty, and members all around the world. Special thanks to our executive producer, Tyson Crandall, with co contributions from Michael Teehee inside the booth, Joey Anderley, Daryl Anderley, Paul West, Liz Smiley, John Patterson, and our special guest, Olga Kipnis. The Influential You podcast is produced by Influence Ecology, LLC in Ventura, California. This episode was recorded on November 30th, 2022. The podcast theme is by Chris Standring, entitled Fast Train to Everywhere. And if you haven't yet offered a rating or review, just go ahead and pull up that app. And I ask you that you take it just a moment, go to iTunes or your podcast and let us know what you think. This helps us 
more than you know. We'll see you next week on the Influential You podcast. Thank you.